Welcome to episode 56 of Your Personal Podcast. For those who want more out of life, and please do rate, review and subscribe to Your Personal Podcast. I'm Martin Hazy. I'm an entrepreneur, educator, CEO and a former Lord Mayor. As always, I'm here with Mim Romeo. Mim is a corporate retailer, business coach and mentor and an executive advisor. Mim, it is the pleasure of my week to be here with you in the Your Personal Podcast sound booth. Welcome. Welcome to you, Martin, as well, and to all our listeners throughout the world that tune in every week to your personal podcast. It is an exciting time of the year. We already are in February. We're in episode 56. I Look, the days are just getting better. Keep moving. Keep moving. Blink, blink, blink and you will miss it. Oh, I can't. Uh, you know, the other day, Martin... I saw Easter eggs in the uh, retail stores. Didn't we just have Christmas? I just can't believe that time flies. It's incredible. How's your week been going? Absolutely wonderful. What exciting things have been happening with you? Gardening. Gardening? Gardening. Oh, look, I tell you what, I wake up every morning thinking, I hope I'm doing gardening today. (laughs) That's inspirational to our listeners. If anyone's out there right now... I'm sure we have people in 46 countries just leaping with joy. (laughs) And you didn't know what to inspire I've you with? Found, finally found the value in go your personal to, podcast. Go to the local gardening store and get yourself some manure and some oh, Right. For our listeners, of course, <laughs> who've listened to our previous podcast, they'll understand that reference. I've been trying to forget it. Was but, that the part when you said that your car got filled with manure? Is that the first sort of connection you made with gardening? That, I mean, that had nothing to do with gardening. <laughs> that, that was an absolute tragedy. But that's another discussion for a previous day. That's true. That's I true. did a wee bit of gardening yesterday, I must say. Okay. Wee bit means what? An hour, two hours? Twelve. Twelve hours? Yep. Wow, that seems like more than a wee bit of gardening. I, I was up early and I was in the garden from dusk till dawn. Wow, that's impressive. That yep. is impressive. Well, the garden's not. What impressive. are you? Uh, the garden's you're, not you're impressive. You're growing a, a, a. You've got a plantation of roses. What's your garden like? Do I have a marijuana crop? <laughs> for all, Sorry, for all, delete that. <laughs> no, of course I don't. I was only being. I was only being playful. But, but for have, all of the law enforcement that are listening, I have nothing to do with Martin. <laughs> I have, a, I have vegetables, I have hedges, I have lawns, I have a beautiful formal garden. There's a helicopter flying above our podcast now. <laughs> There's dark cars rocking up at the windows there anyway. Men in dark suits with dark glasses. I thought that was a very bit of humour. I'm sure our listeners are laughing. And uh, look, uh, it really was an interesting comment. But anyway, let's get on to episode 56. Can I say that? <laughs> Can you say it? The pro- you just said it. Well, the producers just kept us moving. Mim, no, yes, sir. I find gardening to be cathartic. Yeah, look, we should move on from the gardening subject, I think. <laughs> That's good. Straight into episode 56. Mim, there are some people at the door with a ramrod. <laughs> I don't quite understand why. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, that was an interesting introduction to the show. Did you look in the mirror this morning? Yes, I did. And I smiled. Why? Because I looked in the mirror and I thought, today's another great day, eh? Things can only get better from here as well. Well done. So did I. Oh, you looked in the mirror today? Of course I did. And what did you see? Sunburn, scratches on my hands from the rose garden, um, dishevelled, <laughs> unshaved. Other than that, I'm fantastic. I'm, fe- I'm feeling good. Can you remind me not to look in that mirror? Yeah. 
<laughs> it cracked. <laughs> so listen, episode 56. Yeah. Let's get into it. The subject is how to have inner peace. Correct. Inner peace in your life, in your work, in your friendships, in everything you do every day, every moment of your life. What is, in your view, if you could, at the beginning of this conversation we're going to have on inner peace. Yes. If there was one thing that our listeners were going to take out of this, what is the secret source? What is the magic? What's the word I'm looking for? What is the magic behind achieving inner peace from your experience, Mim? From my experience, it's, it's really as simple as this. Trust in who you are. Understand what makes you happy. Don't try and be someone else. Don't aspire to be someone else, but have aspirations to have greatness in your life, to, to achieve things that you want to achieve, to do things that you want to do. You know, from a, a ethical, moral perspective, live by the principles and values that you have. And I will tell you that that will lead you so much closer to having inner peace every day of every moment of your life. It does work. Why? Because I live like that. I, I don't compromise my principles and values in life. I trust in who I am. I enjoy in who I am. I don't try and be anyone else, Martin. I respect everyone. I enjoy company, but I am who I am. So when you then, okay, so what disrupts your inner peace, if anything? Because I, You know what disrupts it? What? Straight off the bat, if you let yourself be offended. Offense, offenses come. Many situations can create that moment of offense. That's interesting. Because and I mean, then if- you lose your inner peace. At that split second, you've lost your inner peace because it'll eat away at you for every day you hold on to it, it'll just take that inner peace away. Okay, so this is really interesting conversation. So when you are in a conversation with someone or yes. you read something you might vehemently disagree with, yes. you, you, you're saying you don't... You can in- disagree but don't get offended. Don't internalise it. Don't internalise it from this negative perspective. So, oh, can I get this angry and I'm yelling and I'm screaming and at the end of the day, just deal with it. But we, we, we live in an environment, Mim, where, you know, some of us have made an art form of being offended. Yes. The, and, look, and people actually look for things to be offended about. That's right. Because we're, it actually serves their we're purpose. We're always looking for faults in anything and everyone, what they say, what they do, what they wear, who they are. It's because we don't have inner peace anymore. We've lost the ability to be able to enjoy the day, enjoy the moment, enjoy the conversation. Have we lost inner peace also, Mim, because we are less tolerant and less respecting of others? It's, there's a combination and hence of things. it's easier to become offended by everything. There's a combination of things. Sometimes we don't value who we are. We don't like anymore what we see. And we take that anger or that resentment towards others. So someone might say something generally that shouldn't offend you. But all of a sudden, that one comment, it sparked us up. Our hair stands up. Our language becomes vulgar. And before we know it, you know, it's it's bigger than Ben-Hur. So I always say to myself, inner peace, do not be offended. Trust in who you are. Every conversation you're involved in, you don't have to agree with everything. 
You don't have to follow everyone's everyone's comment or ideas, but be an individual, be respectful, deal with each situation appropriately, and stay in the moment. You know, when you're in the moment, Martin, like today we're doing a podcast. My mind is nowhere else. It's on this podcast. If I'm having dinner with my wife, it's, that's, that's where I am. If I'm out with friends, that's where I am. I'm not in one place and thinking of another. You've used the analogy beforehand that when yes. you mentor people that you say – when you're at work, are you thinking about home? And when you're at home, are you thinking about work? That's right. Just That's the sh- first sign. Share that again with our listeners. So sometimes when, we, when we're, we, we're not in the moment, we could be at work. And most times if we're not settled, we don't have inner peace, we're thinking of home, whether we thought that we should have spent more time with the children, the wife, the husband. And then when we get home, we finally get home, we're thinking of work because we're, we're thinking there's tight deadlines, there's things I've got to do, conversations I had at work. And even though we're on the dinner table at home, we're not actually there. And even though we're in the office in a, in a meeting, we're not actually there because our mind is elsewhere. That is a clear sign that we don't have that inner peace that we should have, that we don't have that autonomy in a sense to be able to say i'm dealing with everything in a manner that's appropriate i'm dealing with everything with the knowledge and capabilities i have and the key to it is this martin knowing every individual i know what makes me happy i know what i need to do to make that happen and i set a time frame to be able to achieve it and i'm always in the moment so it doesn't mean that every day is a day of celebration in a sense, but what it means that every day we can celebrate who we are, how we go about things, and making sure that we influence and inspire people to understand that we deal with a myriad of things every day. A myriad of things. Some things are good, some things are challenging. I sense this is something which our listeners would absolutely relate to because you're saying the major contributor towards robbing people of their inner peace is lack of presence. Yeah. Is that your take out? Absolutely. Lack of presence. They're not in that moment. And the other thing is too, Martin, we tend to get offended very easily. In my younger days, I can say, Martin, I look back and some of the things that I'd get angry at or offended at, I look at it today and I think, gee, I should never have. I should never have been like that. But thankfully, as I matured and I understood more, I enjoy my life now more. You know, it's interesting, Mim, because um, you do read kind of uh, journals and reports and so forth that, that evidently as we age, we actually become less tolerant. We do. And look, there's a mirror. You know, sometimes life itself presents a lot of challenges. Because we become more set in our ways. We do. And we're more malleable when we're younger and we're more open to new ideas. Good on you for bucking the trend, I say. Each and every one of us can create a better pathway for ourselves. But we need to understand if we don't look, at our, if we don't look after ourselves, then we're not going to be able to help anyone else. And if we do get offended very quickly at every comment, every situation, every person who might not agree with us if we get offended it's just a sign to say that 
we still got a fair bit of work to do within ourselves to be able to get to a place of enjoyment. So my experience is a bit different. So the thing that actually robs me of my inner peace almost every time is overthinking. When I overthink something, when I machinate about something, maybe that word machinate, we've used that before. Machinate, oh, that's a wonderful word. I always use that every day in my life. No, we do. We we have this long (laughs) list of words that nobody, including me, knows what it means. But we just love to throw them around the the city, say machinate. No, be careful about that. I'll be careful. Um, But the, I, when I overthink something, and you start thinking about all the various kind of outcomes that could happen as a result of something you do or you don't do, it absolutely robs you of being present and it robs you of your inner peace as a result. My question to you, Martin, is did that way of thinking come from a time when you made a decision and it didn't actually quite work out the way you wanted. No, no. Years ago I had a mentor called Mim and he <laughs> said that was the way to go and I've just been following the rule book because for the last 30 the, years. The reason I say that comment, Martin, is this, that many people make decisions in life. All our listeners throughout the world would be making decisions today. The key to it is, is understanding that whatever decisions you're making, the future will dictate how good those decisions were. Do you regret any decisions that you've made in the past? No, because I'd rather make a decision and learn from it than procrastinate and never make one. Okay, that's a good point. That's a very good point. And that's what helps in a piece. Yep. Because sometimes if you think about too much about a decision you made that didn't quite work out, it stops you from making future decisions it stops you. It starts to question your ability. You start to look at yourself in a different manner. Yep. You don't want to actually ever self, step out. Self doubt creeps in. Self doubt. All of a sudden, the inner peace starts to go. Yep. All of a sudden, we, we, we're a little bit more anxious. We're yep. a little bit more nervous. We toss and turn at night. And before you know it, someone's asking us for our opinion. We, we hardly ever give it anymore because. Sometimes, I've, you, you, sometimes our decisions haven't worked out. Yep. Now, you, look, you see this amongst people. We've probably seen it at times amongst ourselves. But I find, Mim, that when I make a decision and I take action on the decision, and let's say I didn't make that decision perfectly, well, I can just make another decision and I can correct it. That's right. But to me, that is my own recipe for inner peace. Because, you know, we live in a complex, you know, fast-paced world and I find that if you just, you know, overthink things, you don't make decisions, they pile up on you. If you're in a peace, Martin, look, from a generic perspective, all our listeners, if you, whoever's listening to this podcast today, any decision you make, anything you're involved with, any conversation you you participate in, if you are who you are and you live by the principles and values that you believe in and you just understand and trust in who you are, I can tell you that your inner peace will be there. You'll be in that moment. You will not be offended quickly. You will not be angry. You will not be thinking that everyone else is to blame. Do what you do because it's what you want to do. Be who you are because that's who you are. And understand that we all are different in this world. 
and we all are special and we all all are valued. So you want inner peace? Looking in the mirror is your starting point. Everything else will fall into place. But you need to trust, I need to trust, that when we do understand who we are, we do believe in ourselves, we find that the pathway we create for the future is a good one for us and for all those that happen to interact with us as well. There are lots of techniques which we can use in order to help us, you know, achieve inner peace. Um, And, you know, many of us may have done meditation or mindfulness or self-reflection. There are lots of techniques. But what I've found, have found through experimentation, is journaling. And I think there's a strong relationship between journaling and your ability to make better decisions, in my case, and then to get inner peace, in my case. So I'm kind of following a tenuous link there. But effectively what I do, Mim, is I try at the end of every day is to just literally write a paragraph in a journal about that day. It's not an activity report. It's just a few of the things that I did during the day which resonated with me, some memorable moments and so forth. And I do reread this. And it's interesting. I've heard this from you know, numerous people over the years, that there's a almost an inherent benefit in journaling. And you might be writing something which you're thinking, oh, gosh, I mean, who would ever want to read this? It doesn't matter. No one never, ever needs to read it. It's only you. But if your life is worth living, your life is worth journaling. And I think there is a really strong link between doing that and then actually giving you the confidence to make better decisions. That's certainly been my experience. You know, someone asked me one day, Martin, and and what you said about journaling does help a lot of people, but we are all different. Some people might help them, some people it might not. But one of the things that I looked at one day, one day someone said to me, can you write down if if you're angry, you have hatred, you have offence? Write down a list of those that you're angry with. I've got a fence. Those that you got a fence? It's I a do. Nice I, big fence. No, I do. I, I was working on it yesterday when I was gardening. <laughs> but you see, someone said to me, write down a list of who you're angry with, write a list of who you hate, and write a list of who offended you. On the day, I didn't have anyone on that piece of paper. And I, look, I thought about the question that was asked. Oh, come on. I saw the liquid paper and I scratched it off and my name, my <laughs> name, my name was there, right? That and I a, peeled off the liquid paper. That was the roll of paint. But what it, right. did, what it did highlight to me at that point was why I was in the moment and I, I didn't have anyone to put on that piece of paper. I didn't have anyone to list. Now, I've had conversations with people where I've disagreed I've had situations where there could have been times where I could have been easily offended. There could have been times where I could easily have got angry. There could have been times where I easily could have started to hate situations or people, but I didn't. So what did it show me? We have a choice. We have a choice to either hold on to our inner peace or we have a choice to just let it go and then what we do is we invite hatred, we invite offence, we invite anger. Division. Division in, in ourselves. And that starts to cloud our judgment, our conversation, our approach. Yep. So yep. to all our listeners, clearly I put the test to yourselves 
and to anyone who's listening, is write a list. Who has made you angry? Who has offended you? And who do you hate? So this leads and me... just yes, before... Yes. If anyone is on that list, ask yourself, how do you fix it? Because that's the very thing that's holding your peace back. That's a good point. The My, my third part of kind of how I've achieved probably more inner peace than what I otherwise would have had, because I'm not quite sure if it's you ever reach nirvana, but... Who's nirvana? Nirvana. Nirvana? I thought you said nirvana. Who's nirvana? I've never met nirvana. <laughs> Are you stalking nirvana? I'm stalking nirvana. <laughs> about Ivana Trump. No, Nirvana. Nirvana. It's a saying. Well, I've never heard of that saying. Utopia. Yeah, but what's Nirvana got to do with it? Who's Nirvana? No, Nirvana is nobody. Nirvana is a place. Oh, okay. Like like Utopia is a place. Yes, okay. Like so That's what you meant. Because I clearly thought you said Nirvana. I, I thought <laughs> you're chasing Nirvana. And it's a bit strange. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Well, let's get off that tangent. Right. Right. There's been lots of tangents in this conversation, haven't there? Yeah, welcome to your personal tangent. <laughs> now, so you said your third part to your story was what? I've completely lost my train of thought because you've been so silly. See? You've got to be in the moment to stay with yes. it. No. I've, <laughs> that's it. So we did that on purpose, listeners. We wanted to drive home that former point made by Mim about being present, and we've just achieved it. I hope everybody caught the ball. Well done. Mim, well done, yes. I know what point my point three was. It was. It, that underscores why. It stopped laughing. It is so important to surround yourself with people who energise you positively. Okay. Right? No, if you want inner peace. You got someone I could call on? <laughs> I can't believe this. My point is. <laughs> yes, what's your point? Mim. Yes, sir. If you want inner peace. Yes. Don't surround yourself with toxic people. Look, yeah, look, again, my view is this. To all our listeners, and I, I say this to myself, don't look to others to say that you don't have inner peace. You have a choice. I could sit in a room full of people that maybe would be considered, uh, you know, difficult or challenging. That still shouldn't take my peace away because I still have influence about my mind, my choices, my language and my approach. But your environment surely over time has an impact on your own ability to achieve inner peace. Sure. Well, obviously, if I go to a pub and I say I don't want to drink and everyone's an alcoholic, if I go there enough times, I'm going to be an alcoholic. So what I would hope to do is make sure that my decisions, remember we said about the principles and values of life. Yep. If we have those principles and values and we make the right choices, we'll never be putting ourselves in a position where we're trying to be arrogant. This is not about arrogance, about confidence. So I wouldn't go to the pub every day of the week to prove I'm not an alcoholic because I'll guarantee you I'll probably become one. But if I happen to be in a pub with a group of alcoholics, then I would hope to be able to influence them to improve their life. Do you enjoy grappa? I love grappa. There you are. Point made. (laughs) Slam dunk. I just put the basketball through the hoop. Well done, Martin. Anyway, but do you see where I'm coming from, Martin? Is that we all have a choice. You know, we, if we too many times, we're always looking to blame others. We're always looking to blame a situation, a conversation, uh, uh, someone, whether it's at work or a family. They've taken my peace away. They're making me angry. They're making me offended. Don't we have a choice in how we react? Don't we have a choice 
in what we do in life? You know, Mim, this is a super important topic because I think this is something at various stages of our lives that, you know, we all struggle with at some point in time is to – because we get disrupted. We might think I'm in a really good space – I'm feeling good about myself, I'm feeling at ease with myself, I'm confident about today, I'm living in the moment, I'm journaling, whatever you might be doing that works for you, and then something comes from left of field and you get disrupted. And And all that shows. And it rocks your centre. Yeah, but all that shows is that you hadn't dealt with that particular issue, that's all. Explain. So say sometimes you said, I'm I'm in a good space, I'm in a good moment, I'm in the moment, I'm everything. And someone prods you in the very spot that sparks up a, a reaction that you thought, gee, I thought I was in a good spot. I just got angry. I got offended. I got... That just means that that thing was buried, was buried really deep. And whoever came along and prodded it basically surfaced it and it just gives you the opportunity to fix it. Isn't it interesting? Because some people always know where to prod. Like they know, but, they know where that spot is. That's right. But if you clean all the spots out, there's nothing to prod. There's nothing to prod, is there? Yeah, that's a good point. And you smile, you're happy, you're joyful. You enter a room and you're always going to be a blessing to everyone and anyone. I like that. I like. I think that's wonderful. And that's a moment. That is a moment. Now, but is it a <laughs> M&M moment is, well, is my M- question. The M&M moments are really interesting. Why don't we start off this week with... An M&M moment from your side, Martin. Of course we will because your page is blank. I would, <laughs> I would absolutely love to share with our listeners an M&M moment. So it is a reflection on this week. So some years ago, I, I mean, I, I'm very honest with our listeners. I have struggled at times. You know, just, just a comment there. When, yes. when people say to me, I'm very honest. I know you were going to say that. I, 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 what, that are was, you lying? Yeah. <laughs> I completely... <laughs> I, I regretted that saying. I'm very honest. Well, haven't you been telling me the truth up until this point? There are two points yes, in sir. episode 56 of your personal <laughs> podcast which are completely and utterly erroneous for the record. One was the marijuana comment. Second, second was the let me be honest comment. Listeners, okay. take those out of your living memory because they're both rubbish. Right. Good. Let's go with your M&M moment. Can we clear that? Yes, we can. Great. I, I think we've that. cleared it really well. It's clear as mud now. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I, I really think this podcast is for your personal enjoyment. I, 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 the more I think about it. But I hope our listeners are enjoying it just as much as I am. sure they are. It's like the, you know, it's, it's like... Uh, it's so just, please, share your M&M moment. For some reason, Sesame Street came to mind. But anyway, <laughs> let, let's move on. My M&M moment, Mim, was that, you know, I, I, I think we're never in a state of perfection whatever that may mean, but we're always looking to better ourselves, right? We're always looking at ways to either achieve... Improve. Improve. Yes. To, 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 to move forward, to yep. be happier, to be healthier, yep. to be wealthier, to have more inner peace, right? Now, in the last week, I thought... I had a couple of choices in terms of to do more of something which makes me feel good, which then makes me better in my other parts of my life, if that yes. makes sense. And... My choices were, and some years ago I did meditation classes, some years ago I did yoga classes, and many years ago I did gardening. So there was a little bit of method in the madness in the gardening, gardening comment. But I thought, I went through the list and I wrote it down in my journal, and I wrote down meditation. And it prompted me to remember my last meditation experience. So some years ago we went to a meditation class. And yes. I, Intellectually, I found it really interesting. But 
meditation, you've got to still your mind, focus on the now, remove all the noise. Yep. Right? Remove all the kind of self-chatter we have in our own Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Yep. And it's all wonderful. Halfway through the class, I fell asleep and fell off my chair. And my wife, to her horror in this class, I, I literally fell asleep. And I found it really difficult. Meditation is not easy. It's not easy. It takes an enormous... Well, you fell asleep. Yes. <laughs> it takes an enormous amount of discipline in order to quiet that chatter. Please hold me back. I want to sign up. <laughs> that is amazing. Our listeners, if you're looking for where that is, no, no, no. hold back your... <laughs> ben, some of our listeners may have mastered meditation much better than what I ever did. So you've got to respect... Their choices. <laughs> when you fell over, when you fell over asleep, did your wife look up and say, "I don't know him"? <laughs> I got disowned at that moment. In fact, it took me about a decade to recover from that moment. I can assure you. But no, I found Mim that we all have our own recipe, don't we? I found that meditation. I found that gardening is my meditation, <laughs> not meditation is my gardening. So I have found that works for me it, because it gives you some some serenity in a sense. Well, when you're gardening, and for the yes. gardeners amongst our listeners yes. in 46 countries, I hope there's one. Yes. There must be one. I look, obviously. Yep, two. So. Yep. But is that you, you, you're very, very focused and you can see an instant reward for the work that you're doing. It's instantaneous gardening. And also you're creating something, you're nurturing something which is growing. Oh, look at that. I think it's good for the soul. Uh, unbelievable. You know, I, I'm telling you now, it's just inspirational. So you don't sound it. You next sound, time, you, I, next you know, time I've got some gardening, I'm going to call you because you've inspired me that you love it that I'm much. I'm not mowing your lawn. <laughs> I just want to make that in uh, – we've spoken about this in a previous edition. I'm not mowing Can your I lawn. tell you my M&M moment? Far away. I am I am on the edge of my seat Recently there was the Australian Open Tennis. Throughout the world it's watched. It's one of the Grand Slams of the year. Uh, the year, the a first one. AO24. AO24. Yep, sponsored by. And it just reminded me, you know, it, was, it reminded me of a time when I was playing a tournament with my son. Yes. And we were playing table tennis, you know, not the full-size court the, tennis. Uh, Mim, I just might interject here. The Australian yes. Open is tennis. It's yes, not no, tennis. but it just reminded me of the tournament I played. Okay. And I was four sets up, four sets to nil. And I was dancing like I had won the World Cup because it's the first of five sets. I find that hard so to believe. So I was four yeah. sets up and yeah. I was dancing. I was stirring my son up. Were you gloating a little bit? Yes, gloating. Were you, you know, counting dead. your chickens? I was rock and roll and putting the music on. Anyway, we start to play the fifth set that I, that I presumably I thought I'd win straight. My son comes back and he wins first set. So it's 4-1 now. I thought, that's okay. I've still got time. Gets to 4-2. I've still got time. Gets to four three. Well, it's getting closer now. <laughs> how was to four how, sets all? How was your inner peace at this you point? Know, at that time, I was really joyful because I said, "Gee, son, I'm glad you made it four sets all." But you know what it taught me? Yeah, I haven't seen your son for weeks. Where is With, he? <laughs> he's celebrating in Hawaii. Anyway. Right. <laughs> but you know what it taught me, man? After four sets all, I said. Sometimes how complacency can set in. I lost that game five sets to four. Yeah. And yet I was four sets up. It absolutely made it difficult for me to, you know, I'm, we're very competitive in our household. And, no, you know, no, and, I, no, I find that impossible. And not winning that fifth set showed me sometimes 
complacency can set in. And it really taught me a lesson that in everything we do, sometimes if we don't focus all the time, complacency can set in. That's true. And we could lose that momentum. You lose the edge. You lose the edge, the momentum. And it was a lesson that I was taught from my son that made me a better player. Mim, nothing, now I'm not going to lose. Nothing like a good thrashing, <laughs> I say, Mim. Good on you. I'm glad that your son taught you that valuable lesson in life. It took a long time. I must say, I know you for 30 years. It's good to see you lose. I love it. Well it, done. It's not the loss that makes me better. It's the next win nah, that I'm looking forward to. I'm going to give your son the most incredible Easter present <laughs> that you've ever seen. And in fact, you won't see it. He will. Mim, on that score, episode 56 of your personal podcast, thank you for sharing your experience with our listeners. Yeah, and look, thank you for all our listeners for, for taking the time to listen to this episode. And honestly... Have inner peace. You really enjoy every moment of every day of your life. And the key is just trust in who you are. Be who you are, no one else, and life every day will be a great day.